What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to One on One with DP, sponsored by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final segment of one-on-one, Ramel Lloyd Sr. They call him Rock. (laughs) It's so good, and I'm going to take you on the tour of restaurants. Uh we got some spots for you. Uh, I want to thank the folks from Canopy Street Market. Uh, They're the hookup. Uh, Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul sponsors this segment, uh, this whole hour's worth of radio uh, I'm going to send you out there and let you meet Charles as Looking well. Looking forward to it. Um, Nick from Muchachos, just folks who, who who will take care of your young man. Like that's the, the, that the whole deal is that he'll get, he'll get that training table, but we also are going to give him something that kind of reminds him of home. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yes, sir. so he can get that done. Um, I'll ask you, because I don't think we've talked about your time at Syracuse much. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the coach, because mm-hmm. <laughs> different dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Coach Beheim was definitely, uh, I guess, what you would call different. When you <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing about Coach B, you know, obviously he's a Hall of Fame coach. He, he's done some great things in Syracuse. He's been there forever. Uh, the thing about him, and most what most people don't understand, is most coaches are more like him, right? The the problem <laughs> the problem is the kids are not ready or don't understand or no one has no one has educated them on who they're going to play for and how things are going to be way different than they were in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, Coach B is is very similar to a lot of the you know the coaches that have have had much success and been in the game for a really long time. Uh, you know, the players have to be ready to understand what to expect when you go there. So, yeah, there were some things I didn't like, obviously. Um, obviously, I didn't stay there, so I didn't like a lot of things. But there was also a lot of things that, you know, I reacted in the wrong way to, you know, just not being being a little bit immature about things. Um, you know, you find out really quick when you go to a level like that and you play and you deal with coaches that life is just not fair. You're looking at things and trying to figure out why is it unfair. It just is. And you have to work, you know, you have to figure out a way to work through that. So I think at that time, me being 18, I was actually 17 when I went there and 
turn 18 like that summer but uh you know your maturity level uh you have to you have to work through a lot of stuff that's not fair <laughs> right right so, um, that's to get through yeah you got to get you got to get through it but you know at the time I didn't have anybody ahead of me I didn't have any other family members that played at my level mm-hmm. uh obviously I had the support of my parents but they weren't they weren't athletes right I was the first athlete at that level going in there and you know my expectations or you know what I thought was right I went with it and you know when you get a little older and you you realize that you know you could have done things a little differently yourself uh, not to say that things didn't happen unfairly to me, but I could have handled it maybe a little differently. I think that's a big part, and we talk about it. Um, Jay Foreman that I do the earlier show with, second-generation guy, right, son of Chuck Foreman. So, mm-hmm. like, he had some things, lessons that were passed along to him. Um, it's an advantage if used properly. I think this is why I'm I'm 100% sure that Ramel's time here at Lincoln is going to be successful because you are a coach, you're a dad, mm-hmm. you're connected, you're involved, you're contributing on a regular basis. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on Fred Hoiberg as a coach? Uh, well, obviously, you know, I think Fred has a, a brilliant basketball mind. Um, you know, his offenses, his schemes, obviously he played the game at the highest level. If you know, it's if you're trying to get to a level and your head coach played there, um, I think that's a tremendous advantage, obviously. Uh, you know, people who played the game to me have a little bit different understanding uh than some coaches who hasn't haven't. Um not to say that one coach is better than the other because there are obviously great coaches that has never touched the ball themselves mm-hmm. or didn't play at a high level. Right. But there's certain things that I, I believe people who played can relate to, right? Like maybe how your body is feeling that day, how your your mentals are after a bad game, or 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 you know looking at your shot and kind of understanding exactly what's wrong with it because you you've been in that position before. A big a big part of when I get behind the microphone is that having been in that space. I mean, look. We did the sexy traveling. We did the the gritty traveling where yeah, it wasn't fun. For sure. um, you learned how to get through. Not every arena was the best facility, mm-hmm. but you still had to perform. You right. still had to get Absolutely. it done. So I think the advantage of being in this space is that, one, I identify with guys who are getting additional levels of support, which mm-hmm. your son has. Your son has taken some of the IQ that you've given him, and as you said, he's making a, made it a part of his game. I think what happens here now will be interesting and good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask you this. Where do you draw the line between dad and coach? Well, you know, I, like I said, I've coached him his whole life. I've trained him. I mean, we've had our battles. I mean, we've left the gym plenty of times not even speaking to each other. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. Right. Like fights, you know, arguments, whatever you, whatever you yeah. want to call it, you know. Right. Um, at this point in his life, in his career, you know, I try to be a lot more dad. Like I'm not as I haven't I'm not his coach at all, to be honest with you. You know, I'm, like I'm trying to yeah. focus on making sure that his corner is positive because, you know, just like just like anybody, he's going to struggle right with things. Like he's not going to have great games some nights. He's he's going to struggle. He's it's going to be a, a learning process for him. So. 
for me to for him to come home and for me to still be coach and try to be on him so much, you know, like I'm pretty sure Fred and all those guys are going to do a good job of being that. So, you know, I try my best to be uh, a support system more than anything, right? Keep him confidence, keep him going, let him feel comfortable coming to me with uh, advice when he when he when he wants it, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, every once in a while, my competitive nature will come out, and you know, I get on him. Right. Um, but we have a we have a very unique uh, relationship. Uh, he's like he's like my best friend, my brother, and my son at the same time. Good, good deal. So uh, you know, we we can kind of get at each other, and in the next two minutes, we, we'll be should be normal. <laughs> I'm, I'm rock. Look, man, I again, what I wish for the this Nebraska program is that they had a team full of of kids who like Ramel with dads like Ramel scene. Hmm. Like I, 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 it's, 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 I think what you're going to add to the program in the community is exceptional. And hopefully this community rallies for you and reaches down. I don't have any doubt that they will. Cause I know our listeners will. So it's no, going to be good stuff, it. bro. How long are you in town? Uh, we're here till Sunday. Okay, so we 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 got some here, stuff to we're do. Here till Sunday, we yeah. got some stuff to do, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Captain, show up next. Rashawn is at Wingstop. Where's he at, Rico? Fiftieth and O. He's at fiftieth and O. Get your push-ups ready. Uh, <laughs> he's got some gift cards to give away, some wings to give away, all that. Rock Lloyd, it is a pleasure, my friend. Uh, it's pleasures, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Stay Thanks, tuned, man. Captain. Show coming up next on the ticket. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.